I could seriously spend this entire review talking about how important this movie was to 11-year-old me, but I'm going to try to rein that in. Just know that this ridiculous toy commercial of a movie was a defining moment of my young life, and mocking it for you is one of the hardest things I've ever had to do. But then I've had a pretty easy life. So I got that going for me, which is nice. Alright, here we go. I can do this. Jesus, look at that animation! Sorry, I'll start again. So we open with this mysterious planetoidy thing emerging from the depths of space to destroy this tranquil planet of robots. Not Cybertron, mind you. In fact, as far as I can tell, these robots don't transform at all. And they have children. But hey, I'm fine with that. I'd have preferred to see a planet full of humans ripped apart, but I did come this movie to see robots. And there are only two humans in the entire movie, so I'm not complaining on that front. So the mysterious planet gets devoured, and our mystery assailant floats back into space, where I'm sure we'll never hear from him again. Ooh, time for the credits! Okay, let's get this out of the way now. This movie was released in 1986. We had different ideas about music in 1986. I should remind you that I was 11 at the time and at the dead center of this movie's demographic. I loved this soundtrack. I still do. Of course it's ridiculous. It's a 90 minute movie about metal men that switch their body parts around to become cars and planes and stuff. Were you really expecting subtle and muted? So here's our new status quo. It's the distant future, the year 2005. The bad guys have won. Yay! Oh, there's more. Alright. The Autobots are hiding on Cybertron's moons, which it's totally had all along. And naturally, they're plotting rebellion. And look, there's Spike. He's all grown up now, and he's inside a robot suit. Which is cool and all, but you know the only reason he did this was to make Carly love him. Also, he looks and sounds an awful lot like David Hasselhoff, but that just might be me who thinks that. Prime orders a shuttle to Earth, leading to the first truly badass scene of the movie. See, because Megatron follows, and unlike the last time where they just sort of punched each other until they crashed to Earth, they fucked some serious shit up this time. Like killing Autobots. Dead. Dead forever, never to return. Sure, we could question why they're suddenly strong enough to kill guys now, whereas any point prior to this, their lasers just bounce harmlessly off one another. Just accept it. This is the movie. We have a PG rating. Guys can die now. No! Such heroic nonsense. Cut to Earth, and the only other human we see in the entire movie. This is Daniel. He's Spike's son. He has a reputation among fans as being the most annoying character of the entire series, but I just don't see it. I mean, yes, he is annoying. He's a small child who whines a lot and moves the plot along by getting into trouble. But he's no more annoying than his father was, in my opinion. Certainly no more annoying than, just to pull a name out of the air, Chip. Who, incidentally, is nowhere to be seen in this future utopia. Daniel's hanging out with this guy. His name's Hot Rod, and he's voiced by Judd Nelson. I have to admit, I had no idea who Judd Nelson was at this point. And even now, he's just that guy who did the voice of Hot Rod. But I guess he was in The Breakfast Club or something as well. Now, there's some smart crossover casting. Hot Rod saves Daniel from a near-fatal hoverboard wipeout. No wonder those things got taken off the market. And drives him up to Lookout Mountain to see the shuttle land. On the way, we meet Ironhide's replacement, a grizzled old veteran called Cup. Which, for my money, is the stupidest name for a Transformer ever. And not even dirty like Thrust. Thrust. So Hot Rod and Daniel discover that the Decepticons are on the shuttle and slip by Autobot security. And the greatest battle in cartoon history begins. Seriously, so much cool stuff happens. With the safety restrictions of the series removed, we can finally see all the cool battles we ever wanted to see. And with a minimum of ridiculous animation errors. They even managed to make Devastator look menacing, which is no easy task given his overall win-loss record of oh and about 30,000. During the battle, we meet the rest of our new Autobot cast. The pink one with the familiar hair, it will shock you to learn, is a female Autobot. Her name is RC. 
I have no idea why this is her name, but there you go. The green tough guy with her is called Springer. He's an Autobot triple changer, the devil-may-care Han Solo to her Leia. There's also Ultra Magnus, the kind of bland and serious commander of Autobot City. And Blur, whose gimmick is that he talks really fast, and is therefore about a thousand times more irritating than Daniel ever is. Oh, and Blaster has his own tape guys now. The only new Decepticon we really see is a new tape of sound waves called Ratbat, which is probably the second stupidest name for a Transformer ever. But a battle of the tape guys, even if it does include Ratbat and a tiny lion, is still pretty badass in my book. The second wave of the battle begins as Optimus Prime rockets in with reinforcements. He fucks up a few guys for the first time, but it doesn't really matter because I would have waited an eternity for this. It's over, Prime. That's right. The moment is upon us. The death clock is at zero. Optimus Prime's inept reign of terror is finally over. He and Megatron just finally have it out to the death. For real this time. Of course, everyone has to pretend they're sad, but you know they're not. As he slips away, Prime passes the Autobot Matrix of Leadership, which has totally existed this whole time, to Ultra Magnus. Note that Ultra Magnus's first reaction is, I'm not worthy. This is not false modesty. The toy of Ultra Magnus consists of a repainted Optimus Prime. He's not worthy, and he'll show us exactly how he isn't soon enough. But let's not spoil the moment. Prime's dead! Yay! I'll pick it up from here next week. Hi. Okay, so real quick, completely unrelated to Transformers, uh, I have begun doing a new podcast, a bi-weekly podcast called the Sarcastic Voyage Podcast. Um, it's currently available on my website, algar.com. Uh, hopefully iTunes will pick it up soon. The approval process takes a little while. Uh, again, nothing to do with Transformers whatsoever. Um, it is comedy-based. Um... It's got some original music by me, some other stuff, a uh, panel discussion with rotating guests. Um, so if you enjoy these reviews and you think you may enjoy my material in a non-transforming robots capacity, uh, check it out. Again, the Sarcastic Voyage podcast. So that's it. Thank you for your time.